Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Pacer XCTF podcast from Marywood University. My name is Rob Ahrens, and I am the head coach for the men's and women's cross-country and track and field teams. And today, we're not actually at Marywood University. I'm at home in my apartment, as the majority of the campus has been closed for about a week and a half or so, as we are practicing social distancing measures to help reduce the spread of the coronavirus. So uh, now that many people are cooped up inside and maybe have a little extra free time, uh, it seemed like the perfect time to launch this podcast. Our plan is to use this platform to highlight a variety of guests, including student athletes, coaches, alumni, faculty, and staff from Marywood, and we hope it'll give you a little insight into who we are and what we're passionate about. Okay, our first guest uh, is Carl Daubert. He's our mental performance coach here at Marywood University. Uh, In addition to working with us and our track and field teams here, he works with the track and field teams at Misericordia University and King's College. Uh, He also works with Chaos Esports in Washington, D.C., and he works individually with a wide range of athletes uh, from the high school to the professional level. So uh, welcome, Carl. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm super excited to, to get into things today. Yeah, so am I. So first of all, why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you got involved in track and field and give us a little bit of your background there. Yeah, so uh, my father uh, is actually a track and field coach for a local high school uh, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and I kind of grew up around the sport. It was something that I I just kind of naturally took a a really big shining to. Um, And then, you know, over the course of my my time with it and kind of being able to compete at uh, the high school and then collegiate level, and I still kind of compete today in it, uh, you know, I I definitely have just kind of built off of my passion and then, uh, you know, doing, I'm a 400 hurdler, kind of 400 guy for for the most part, though I am starting to kind of branch upwards towards the eight a little bit in in my older age. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just been a lot of fun and there's just something about the sport of track that that's always kind of attracted and draw me to it. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of, of the sport of track and field, uh, there's, there's a, a huge mental element to it. And that seems to be something that you have, have kind of taken, uh, and ran with no pun intended, but, uh, what, what sparked your interest <laughs> there in, uh, mental performance? Yeah. So, um, it was actually, uh, it's, it's funny because mental performance coaches, when they talk about how they got into mental performance, uh, tend to go right to a specific situation that they experienced that kind of got them thinking about it. And I'm honestly no different. So, uh, I was actually the number one seed going into my senior year of high school for the 300 hurdles, uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, and in, in district two and, uh, was running an undefeated season. I had actually been running up to that point, two undefeated seasons. Uh, and so it was, you know, kind of, I was picked to win. Uh, and I, I had all the, uh, I had all the physical skills I had spent, you know, countless hours kind of training myself and, and getting into shape and, and making sure that my hurdle form was as good as it could possibly get. Uh, and then at the district meet, I came across the line in second. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I kind of, kind of took the, took the, uh, wind from my sails a little bit and, you know, for the next, uh, probably 
two or three years, I was just racking my racking my brain trying to figure out what happened in that mm. one race. Uh, and I was lucky enough to go to Misericordia for my, my bachelor's degree in psychology and uh, had a, a really awesome couple of professors who helped me kind of tease out that sports psychology and the psychology of uh, athletics and like you kind of mentioned, you know, how, how mental of a sport track really is mm-hmm. uh, was was likely the, the downfall for me. So I was mm. able to kind of start to dive into that world a little bit and start to better understand what, uh, you know, what kind of happened to me on that day. And now I've, I've kind of made it my, my life's goal and my life's journey to, uh, help athletes avoid the same, same pitfalls that I kind of fell into as an athlete. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I, I definitely have enjoyed, uh, having you on our staff and, and, you know, working not just with our athletes, but with our coaches and helping me kind of through, uh, you know, different situations that come up and, and stuff like that. But I think one of the things that really, um, you have kind of helped me to think through and, and, uh, um, develop a better perspective on is, is like, I guess just what exactly is mental performance? What, what does that mean? What does that, um, entail in terms of your, your work with, with athletes? Yeah. So, Mental performance uh, to me is it's all about trying to take some of the more ethereal concepts that we hear about all the time or you hear a coach or you hear, you know, if you just walk into a a track meet or any of any kind of sporting event, you know, you hear a lot of these very similar buzzwords, you know, stuff like focus or just be confident or, you know, any of these kinds of like just be, you know, mentally tough, like you got to be tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and so a lot of my job is to take some of those more ethereal concepts, some of these things that everyone's talking about uh, and make them actually into trainable things that you can work on and develop and, and see yourself grow in. So I do a lot of, you know, exercises. I do a lot of uh, giving athletes, you know, different uh, tools and, and structures so that way they can actually start to see themselves get better in those areas. Uh, and that's kind of what mental performance kind of boils down to when, when you really kind of try and take a look at it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit here, but that's been one of the big, um, uh, things that, you know, we've been trying to work on together here with the student athletes at Marywood is just picking out some of those, uh, skills and, uh, uh, identifying things that, that, you know, we can work on and, and how we can work on those things. Um, but I mean, the main reason why I, I wanted to kind of chat with you today is, uh, I just thought it would be really appropriate in terms of the situation that, that we're going through. Obviously this is a very, uh, uh, mentally challenging time in terms of trying to deal with, um, seasons being cut short and things like that because of, uh, the coronavirus. So all of the teams that, that you work with, um, at this point have been sh- shut down or canceled their spring seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're all okay. done. And we just, we, ours was just officially canceled yesterday. So, uh, yeah, yesterday was a pr- pretty tough day, uh, for us, but, uh, I'm curious, what, uh, what are some of the common issues or questions that you're encountering regularly with the athletes that you're working with in, in relation to the, to the shutdown here? Yeah. So, 
I've I've been uh, a pretty big advocate as soon as this started to kind of pop its head or that, you know, these seasons uh, might not necessarily take place in the way that originally uh, were intended uh, of trying to make myself available to all of the teams, all of the athletes that I work with, because while my job is uh, primarily on the performance side of things, there is a very real like you like you just talked about, there's a very real mental toll uh, for these student athletes and even the coaches who are being told like, hey, you know, this thing that you've kind of been putting all this time into all this effort, all this preparation, all this thought and consideration uh, is now no longer going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and now and now you just kind of have to wrap your wrap your head around that. Um, and so, you know, there's there's a lot of different kind of uh, whirlwind of emotions and feelings and, and you know you got everything from anger and frustration to you know just honestly borderline depression um, sure. you know so a, a lot of what I've been kind of trying to do is, is just be a resource at this point um, you know using some of my some of my expertise in mental health and, and, and trying to help you know some of these athletes kind of and coaches you know be able to kind of move beyond this and uh honestly shift shifting the perspective on it is probably the the, the best thing that uh best skill or, or tool that i would kind of offer uh someone who's kind of being affected by this yeah yeah i mean i can certainly relate like i uh before i guess it was last week early in the week i spent the majority of one day planning out our schedule our practice schedule and things like that through the end of the semester and uh yeah that's all that is irrelevant now <laughs> so uh i i you know it's it's definitely been uh, uh a challenge in terms of uh just just handling it as as things come and and uh um uh, you know trying to to maintain a good attitude and and uh and, and a good perspective on it uh so um, I mean, I guess kind of the big question, a million dollar question right now is like, what are what are some of the strategies that that you're recommending or what are some of the um, the things, some of the ways that that we can deal with this? Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, first and foremost, like uh, and you kind of alluded to it as well in terms of like how, you know, Marywood and, and the Marywood track team and what you and the rest of the coaching staff, myself included, uh, have been trying to kind of do for the environment at the school and at, uh, with the team is to try and get it to a place where adversity, these situations that are completely without, uh, you know, outside of our control, um, are handled in such a way that we're able to kind of move beyond them or overcome them. Um, and so, you know, I think we've done a really, really excellent job at Marywood of preparing these athletes as best we could for the unforeseen circumstances that aren't just happening now, but are going to kind of continue to happen just throughout life and, and the way that yeah. life plays out. Yeah. Um, so, when you know when I talk about strategies, it, it is kind of dependent on what kind of athlete that I'm talking to. You know, we have we have kind of when you look at the athlete groups, you have two kind of athletes in this situation. You have the athletes who, yes, their season is kind of over, uh, and they're still going to be able to come back and compete next year. You know, mm -hmm. your your freshmen, sophomores, juniors, uh, and even those you know fourth or fifth year uh, seniors. Um, but then you have, and the, the bigger population that I'm noticing a, a lot more struggle is the kids whose seasons were completely taken away and aren't going to have that, yeah. that time to come back. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, I handle those two situations a little differently um, because one, it's it's actually very akin to some of the athletes that I've worked with in the past of career ending or season ending injuries. Right. Uh, you know, um, because it is, again, it's that uncontrollable feeling. It's that feeling of loss. Uh, and for a lot of them, it really is just giving them uh, that outlet someone that they can talk to, to express their frustration, express all these emotions and these feelings of having something that, you know, like we were talking about a minute ago, or so, so ingrained into who they are as people. Uh, and so a lot of the, the strats are just trying to help them overcome that and see that the skill sets, the ideas and things that have been developed over the course of their athletic career can be translated into new and even more potentially exciting uh, places and ideas and things that they can run with, um, and helping them kind of latch onto that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of, I guess I was kind of just thinking a little bit about the kind of the irony of the situation in some ways in that, you know, we spend so much time in practice, um, uh, trying to develop these kind of skills and, you know, you know, preaching about how this is preparing you for, for real life. And then we get into, this uh, situation that athletics brings into, you know, the for, for a lot of the, the student athletes, it's it's more difficult um, because of, you know, the, the ending of seasons, not just, you know, the fact that they're at home and, you know, maybe some other uncertainties in their life. But it's the sport that kind of is creating this situation. But it's also the sport that has prepared them to deal with this situation. And uh, um, I mean, I think it was it's that's kind of just a cool um, yeah. uh, dichotomy there. But um, well, I mean, I, I guess as far as um, specifics, like um, are, are there any specific skills or anything, um, you know, that, that you, um, can see that would translate, you know, from a workout or from a practice, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but just the idea of developing these mental skills, the same way we would mm -hmm. develop, uh, the skill to clear a hurdle or, or, you know, the proper long jump form or things like that. Um, so, you know, I guess, first of all, like what, what are some of those specific skills and some of the specific ways that you're kind of drawing those parallels between what we, uh, have worked on in practice and, and how that can translate into, into this situation. Um, and, and, you know, maybe if we haven't made those connections, what are some of those, those skills that, um, we could be looking at now and, and try to use this, uh, situation to sharpen and, and even, you know, build those skills even further yeah yeah it's an excellent question and um the first the first thing that i will say is something that you've heard me say this a thousand times at practice and mm -hmm. we have been working very hard to kind of reiterate this like the idea of of it's mental skills right it's things that need to be trained it's things that needs to be worked on so it's not something that uh you know I, i'm gonna have the magic bullet uh right. you know it's it's not you know, the, uh, the protein shake or the, the water from, um, space jam that Bugs yeah. Bunny gives them in the locker room. Like it's, it's nothing like that. Um, so anything that I say, the caveat is it's a skill that can be, it, it first off can be developed and it needs to be developed to be as effective as possible. Right. The second thing I would say is journaling is probably the best thing that I've been recommending to student athletes and mm. coaches during this hard time. Um, because there is a lot of emotion, because there is a lot of raw feeling, sometimes just getting some of the stuff that's rattling around in your brain down onto a piece of paper uh, can just 
help kind of make a little bit more sense of where some of these emotions are coming from. Um, and I, like the obvious point to is, is the uncontrollable fact that your season's now over. Uh, but for a lot of athletes, uh, and this is something that I've worked with as well is, you know, even when their season does, you know, in the past has gone to plan, they've finished it, it's all said and done with, they still struggle with going beyond uh, right. being a track athlete or a soccer player or a basketball player. They hmm. still struggle with that because their identity is still tied very heavily to this. This circumstance, it was very much taken away earlier, but at the same time, there is still going to be that that initial struggle, that initial discomfort. So having a place where you can just kind of write your thoughts out, see what it's so see what's really kind of going on behind the scenes. Uh, can definitely help kind of clear up some of the space for these athletes and kind of get them thinking a little bit critically. And like I said, and like you said, you know, changing the perception, changing the perspective on the situation is so, so vital to making the most of it and being able to move beyond it. And when you have the opportunity to really see what your train of thought is telling you, uh, you create the circumstances for you to see that situation differently than how you have been or, or the kind of rut that maybe you feel like you're stuck in. So journaling would be the, the, the first and foremost. And then the second thing, and it's, it's a very buzzwordy kind of thing, but I would say mindfulness practice uh, is, hmm. is huge. Getting, getting, onto, getting onto an app like Headspace uh, and just doing a mindfulness practice every morning or before you go to bed at night could be huge to kind of, again, create space between how you're feeling uh, and what you can actually be doing and creating tangible things for you to go out and do to help you manage that emotion and manage how you're feeling. Um, so that would be kind of my, my second big one. Awesome. Yeah, that's those are both extremely helpful and uh uh you know hopefully some some people will be able to to take advantage of of those um and and develop some of those skills um i i want to kind of just delve a little bit deeper on that identity issue because i think that that's really um something that i've certainly been thinking about a lot especially over the past couple of days and and i think you drew a kind of a good parallel there in terms of um the uh, athletes that have dealt with an injury, you know, it's kind of a similar type of, uh, experience that, that they might be, uh, going through now where you have your identity wrapped up in being an athlete or, you know, being the best athlete or whatever, whatever it might be. And then when you, when you go through that time, when that's taken away from you, um, you know, learning, um, I guess to kind of redefine or reassess your, um, um, perspective on things and, and, and trying to kind of ground yourself in some things that, um, are, uh, uh, that maybe are less changeable or are less, um, uh, dependent on your, the outcome of things and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, is that, is that some of the, 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 uh, um, conversations like that that you've had especially with those seniors is that is that kind of how where you're guiding some of them down down that path yeah yeah for sure and and like you said i think that this idea of who you are as a person you know and there's actually a fun little exercise that i do do with some athletes um to kind of uh determine 
where their level of uh, like their pie chart, how much of their pie is associated with being a student athlete, how much is about family, how much is about school, how much is about, you know, the various things that any person kind of uh, would have to kind of consider throughout their life. Um, and, you know, a really quick and easy way is to ask someone like, well, who are you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who are you? And if the first thing that they say is, oh, I'm, a, I'm an 800 runner. Or, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm a student or I'm a right. brother, I'm a sister, I'm a dad, whatever. Uh, you know, you get a pretty good idea of where that person's uh, mind is at and what they're mm -hmm. really considering is super important. So uh, that's kind of where I start. And then once once I have a pretty good idea of that, we can start to then dive into like, you know, like you kind of talked about. Well, if your pie chart says that you are this much invested to this part of your life, uh, well, what does your life look like when that is no longer a feasible thing for you or no longer makes sense? Or what if there is other things that you could be doing or other ways that you could be spending your time uh, that would give you that sense of fulfillment? And that's that's ultimately what student athletes are looking for is to feel fulfilled. And they've been mm -hmm. able to they've been able to find that in a large part through athletic endeavors. Right. Uh, and so sometimes it's about kind of recognizing that what they're really looking for uh, has been really conveniently filled, mm -hmm. uh, maybe conveniently, not necessarily the word there, but yeah. it's been it's been filled by athletics. And so they haven't had to really look at other areas of their lives yet. Right. Uh, and, and when that and that's, again, where that discomfort comes from, when it's no longer viable, they haven't taken the time to prepare for what life looks like after, right. um, you know, and so. A lot of my work is, is definitely, you know, helping those athletes, one, just kind of, like I said, vent out this frustration, these feelings that they're having. Uh, and then, yeah, we start to talk about, well, OK, now that this is no longer part of, of you know, or not as big of a piece of the pie. Sure. What what can we be doing? What what does this look like now? And then trying to help them kind of find those things and find themselves in a lot of ways uh, to just kind of start to take some of their time and, and spend it in ways that they can still have that sense of fulfillment, still have that sense of, of joy and happiness. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely it's tough, um, but it's a skill. It's it's a skill. And, you know, Absolutely. the more the more that we can practice it, uh, the, the better off you'll be. Well, that's awesome, man. That's that's really good stuff. I, I really appreciate the work that that you've done with with our group, and uh, uh, you know, look forward to kind of charting these, or uh, I guess getting through these uncharted waters uh, with you here in the days ahead. But what about you? What are what are you going to be up to while you're uh, kind of on lockdown? Any any new books you're reading or projects you're working on or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I am I am uh, busting my butt over here still trying to I'm, I'm like I said, I'm making myself available to student athletes through remote sessions. Um, I, I, you know, I'm trying to set that up even with uh, other sports teams outside of the ones at the universities that I'm working with. So hopefully, you know, some of the some of the people who I haven't had a chance to meet with or talk with, I can start to do that. Um, and, you know, just trying to be a resource on that end of things. And then I'm doing plenty of reading. I got sports psychology for coaches. I got sports psychology for track and field athletes and assessments <laughs> in sports psychology, all these kind of textbook things that I've been dreading reading that I'm, I'm right. finally kind of put, put my nose into a little bit. Um, and then on top of that, I'm just trying to stay fit, trying to stay healthy. I just went for a seven mile bike ride today. So nice. uh, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and 
you know. Just yeah, at least the, the weather's been pretty nice up here yes. recently. So at least that's that's been one kind of silver lining. We've been able to get outside and <laughs> enjoy that. So for sure, and and you know that's and that's again kind of branching off into what we were talking about, like uh, you know trying to keep yourself healthy, trying to keep some semblance of normalcy throughout yeah. your life in this really strange time is, is definitely highly recommended from the, just the mental health perspective, you know, get outside, go for a walk, you know, or, or do, do some kind of exercise just to keep yourself moving, uh, not just for your body, but for your brain as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially for, you know, those of us, uh, you know, in athletics that there were, that's, we're used to that being a, a part of our daily lives. Like now is not the time to stop that. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. All right. Well, thanks again for your time. Uh, really uh, uh, honored to have you join us here for our first podcast episode. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes. 